0: Hello, my name is Rick Pearson. Welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mysteries of America's role in Bible prophecy. You know, in our ever-changing North American society, many people are scratching their heads and wondering what in the world is going on. But have you ever considered what in the word is going on? We'll be discussing that and a whole lot more on Prophecy USA. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back. You know, it's been said you cannot determine the direction you're heading to until you first determine the direction you're coming from. And today we're beginning our first show by studying some of the most provocative people who ever lived. The Bible called them prophets. And in their day, some of these individuals were the most misunderstood and eccentric spiritual activists of their generation. But what was their purpose? And why is it so important for us today to study the lifestyle and especially the prophecies that they gave us over 2,800 years ago? The answer rests in the fact that these individuals heard God's voice and then foretold future events that in some cases have already come to pass, but in other cases are happening right now in our generation and right under our noses. So before we talk about the future, We need to go back into the past and give us a foundational structure of the callings, the purpose, and the fascinating lifestyle of these heroes of the faith that the Bible calls the prophets. Listen to this.
1: The first recorded episode of Man Hearing God's Voice was the biblical account of God speaking directly to Adam, telling him to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. The fall of Adam brought a breach between God and man, yet God continued to speak to Adam's immediate descendants, Cain and Abel, in both blessing those who were faithful and rebuking those who had fallen into sin. According to Hebrew scripture, man's sinful nature reached such a climax that eventually God decided to destroy all mankind. However, because of the righteousness he found in one man, God spoke to Noah, who eventually built an ark saving his family for the purpose of establishing a human race who would walk in covenant with the God who had created them. In Genesis 10, Noah's descendants became the foundational beginnings of all nations today. However, the covenant that God had given to Noah was originally designed to be carried on through his bloodline, initiated over 300 years after the flood, by one man who proved to be more righteous than any other descendant of Noah. That man was the Jewish patriarch Abraham. Hebrew scripture gives Abraham the first title of prophet utilizing the Hebrew word nabi, which would be repeated more than 320 times in the Old Testament and continued 160 times in the New Testament Greek text. The Hebrew word nabi or prophet is defined in three ways. First, as an inspired teacher of the will of God, Second, as one who speaks for another, and third, one who foretells the future. 400 years after Abraham's death, the offspring of Abraham's children Isaac and Jacob found themselves under the servanthood of slavery in Egypt, fulfilling the exact word the Lord had given to Abraham. It was at this time that God raised up one of Israel's most famous prophets, Moses. After the miraculous exodus from Egypt, It was through Moses that the official inauguration of the prophet's office was showcased at Mount Horeb. It was here that for the first and only time in scripture, God spoke audibly to two million children of Israel. However, due to the people's fearful response of asking God not to speak directly to them lest we die, God officiated the office of prophet for the remainder of humanity. From that time forward, the Lord promised to raise up prophets like unto Moses and to put his words into their mouths so the prophet shall speak to the people all that I shall command him. In this sense, the word spoken by God was identified as the Hebrew word Gala, to uncover, or the Greek word Apocalyptian, to unveil, of which we get the English word revelation from. The Lord would therefore equip his prophets with a divine disclosure or spoken word as it relates to nations, future events, or personal direction. Perhaps this is why Deuteronomy 29.29 states, The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things He reveals unto us belong to us and to our children. Amos said, Surely the Lord will do nothing unless He reveal it first to His servants, the prophets.
0: Although the Lord will do nothing unless He reveal it to His servants, the prophets, I find it fascinating That scripture also laid down strict guidelines for how these prophets inquired of the Lord in order to hear his voice. In the Hebrew protocol, the prophets as well as the children of Israel were forbidden to become fortune tellers, utilizing divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits, which is a medium they couldn't be a wizard or a necromancer that means speaking to the dead this is all found in Deuteronomy 18 9 through 11 all the other pagan nations did these practices but the Hebrew prophets were to be only directed by God's voice to go forth and tell what the Lord had spoken they were forth and were forbidden to be hired or specifically reimbursed for the words that they spoke in other words true prophets do it for free. Their only motivation, as Apostle Paul stated, is to work out their own salvation in fear and trembling before the God who had called them. You know, Matthew 22:14 14 states, Many are called, but few are chosen. But in the prophets' world, though many were called, most often they were reluctantly drafted in the prophetic ministry. Abraham Herschel, a prominent Jewish theologian states that prophets must have been shattered by some cataclysmic experience in order to shatter others. In other words, many times these common men were not even seeking to hear from God, but rather God manifested Himself to them in such dramatic ways that it left them compelled to deliver His sure word of prophecy to His people. They were just ordinary people like you and me who had a supernatural experience with an extraordinary God specifically the great I am in approximately 1600 BC Moses was called by God revealing himself through a burning bush experience however God's assignment to Moses to go and deliver the children of Israel from the Egyptian slavery was met with Moses pleading, Oh, my Lord, please send someone else. You know, the call to the prophetic ministry showcased the most demonstrative anxiety of any office in God's spiritual kingdom. Similar to Moses, all four major prophets in Hebrew text responded with fear and trembling at their initial calling. In 750 BC, an angel appeared to Isaiah who reluctantly stated, Lord, I'm a man of unclean lips. 120 years later, Jeremiah pleaded with another angel, but I'm too young. Don't send me. During the Babylonian captivity between 620 and 539 BC, the prophet Ezekiel literally fell to his face and could hardly move after the Lord spoke to him. During that same time period, After having multiple experiences with God, the prophet Daniel stated, my spirit within me was anxious and the visions of my head alarmed me to the point that my color changed but I kept the matter in my heart. The manifest presence of God, the task at hand, or the human insecurity of failing to deliver God's spoken word all played a part in the prophet's reluctance to fulfill their tasks. These prophets were amazing people. So don't go away. We have a lot more to learn after this short break.
1: In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, for He raises up kingdoms and He deposes kingdoms. But what about America? the most prolific nation in the history of mankind, the most productive nation to ever exist, the most powerful military that has ever been created with the most advanced technology known to man. Circling the globe, monitoring the airwaves, dominating the internet, not since man's first breath has any nation achieved such greatness. But is this Lady of Kingdoms in the Bible? Have past generations foretold of her existence? Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest study guide providing over 50 biblical references describing the past, the present, and the future of this great nation. Joining the dots that unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. To order your copy of the Prophecy USA study guide, call 1-888-306-1759 or go to prophecyusa.org. Call today.
0: Welcome back to Prophecy USA. You know, we just learned that many prophets were reluctant to fulfill their callings. Now the Hebrew word masa means a load or burden. But its most significant use in the Old Testament was to describe the message that the Lord laid upon His servants, the prophets. The messages or burdens that the prophets received were directed towards nations and sometimes towards individuals. In many cases, due to the weight or the seriousness of the word given them, the prophets became overwhelmed. And many times prophets were called to deliver a message that people just did not want to hear. However, the success of a prophetic ministry is not based on what people want to hear, but instead of what the Lord wants to say. In other words, prophets perform for an audience of one. Now, history details that the prophets came from different occupations. Some came from farmers, some came from businessmen, others were bakers. And although they were just common among men, the prophets' initial encounters with God prepared them to release God's timely word within their generation and fulfill His purposes, which scripture states, is ordained before the foundations of the world. Now, that statement, ordained before the foundations of the world, is most evident when God told the young prophet Jeremiah in 630 B.C. Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you and ordained you a prophet unto the nations. In this statement, God is revealing to us that he also knew you before you were born. You are not a mistake. You might have been born into a situation that was not convenient timing for your mother or father. But I have good news for you. God wanted you born. He called you forth from the foundations of the earth through the flesh and blood of your parents. And God knows a divine plan and purpose for your life. But the question is, do you know that purpose? Are you aware of the prophetic time clock that God has placed you in this generation? You know, history shows us that God worked through the humanity or weakness of His prophets without destroying their individual personalities of expressions. And although prophets are mentioned in Scripture close to 500 times, only 16 prophets actually wrote their prophecies in the 29 books of the Hebrew text. In some cases, the prophets wrote their own words, and in other cases, scribes penned their messages. And the effects that they had on society. Of the 16 prophetic books in Hebrew text, 12 come from minor prophets and four come from major prophets. Now, major prophets is a term used to indicate the amount of writing each prophet contributed to the Hebrew text. However, all prophets of God, whether minor or major, are considered of equal importance within Hebrew protocol. And the methods, throughout Scripture that God spoke to the prophets came about in three different languages. One was in visions, two was in dreams, and the third was in direct revelation knowledge or an audible voice. But what exactly is a vision? A prophetic vision from God occurs when a person is wide awake. Visions cannot be initiated by human endeavor. Neither can they be induced by drugs or potions. Visions from God are solely initiated by the work of the Holy Spirit. He and He alone is the giver and interpreter of all godly visions. Communication by visions are referenced nearly 90 times in the Old Testament and 20 times in the New Testament. But what about dreams? Distinct from from visions, dreams occur when one is asleep. Now, the Bible teaches us that man is made of body, soul, and spirit. And God, who is the Father of spirits, neither slumbers nor sleeps. And it's through the communication of dreams that He's able to speak to us even while our bodies sleep and our souls are at rest. You know, there is nothing impossible with God. When He desires to speak to an individual, there is no place to hide, as many prophets reluctantly experienced. However, we are warned in Scripture that dreams and a lot of talk are meaningless. But when God sends a dream, it's authoritative in nature and very meaningful. Dreams were used by God to communicate to Joseph, to Daniel, to Jacob, and many more of his prophets. And even persons who were not considered prophets were given godly warnings through dreams. King Abimelech was warned in a dream not to marry Sarah, who unknowingly was Abraham's wife. The pagan king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar's dream, was interpreted by Daniel setting the generational stage for future nations. Even Jacob's Gentile father-in-law, Laban, who was preparing to hunt down and assault Jacob's family, was warned in a dream not to harm God's patriarch of the Jewish race. God communicated through dreams approximately 100 times in the Old Testament and nine times in the New Testament. He warned Jesus' father, Joseph, of Herod's plot to kill Jesus. He warned Pilate's wife in a dream concerning Jesus' trial. In fact, God's plan of salvation for the Gentile nations was first communicated to Peter in a dream, allowing Cornelius to become the first Gentile believer to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And yet, we are warned in Jude that Sodom and Gomorrah fell into error. By relying on their ungodly dreams, defiling their flesh, and rejecting godly authority. However, the vast majority of Old Testament prophecy was directed toward a day when God would reveal to mankind His greatest Word. And John summed that word up in this way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. We'll be right back in another minute, so stay tuned. You do not want to miss hearing about the greatest revelation that God ever gave to mankind. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
1: In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, for he raises up kingdoms and he deposes kingdoms. But what about America? The most prolific nation in the history of mankind, the most productive nation to ever exist, the most powerful military that has ever been created with the most advanced technology known to man. Circling the globe, monitoring the airwaves, dominating the internet, not since man's first breath has any nation achieved such greatness. But is this lady of kingdoms in the Bible? have past generations foretold of her existence. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest study guide providing over 50 biblical references describing the past, the present, and the future of this great nation. Joining the dots that unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. To order your copy of the Prophecy USA study guide, call 1-888-306-1759 or go to prophecyusa.org. Call today.
0: Welcome back to Prophecy USA. Earlier today we discussed God's prophets, who they were, what was their purpose, and why they came. We also learned that God's communication to prophets came through dreams and visions, but perhaps the most awesome way of communication that God gave the prophets was through direct revelation knowledge, or in other words, an audible discourse. You know, Ephesians 6.12 tells us that we battle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. Now, these dark spirits represent thoughts, attitudes, and opinions specifically aimed at mankind that defy the Word of God. Those thoughts contradict everything that the Word of God says. Now, the goal of these spiritual entities is, is to keep you in the dark concerning the knowledge and existence of God. However, the Bible promises us that God not only has an army of believers who follow His Word, He also has a powerful air force. The word malak in Hebrew means messenger or angel. These messengers came with God's Word through dreams and visions, but they also manifested their presence in broad daylight. Angels are referenced over 108 times in Hebrew Scripture, appearing to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Gideon, Samson, Elijah, Daniel, and a multitude of others. And although many artists have depicted angels as some small like creatures, those who have seen angels have a totally different description. Before entering into the Promised Land, Joshua stood with an angel before him who carried a blazing sword in his hand and identified himself as the captain of the host of heaven. 500 years later, Elisha and his servant were surrounded by the Assyrian army whose goal was to kill Elisha. Elisha's servant Gehazi was quite upset until Elisha explained, there are more with us than are against us. Immediately, Gehazi's eyes were opened to see the mountains full of angels who were riding on horses and chariots of fire round about them. Now, although angels deliver God's Word to His prophets, they also act as ministering spirits sent forth to minister unto the heirs of salvation. That would be you and me. The New Testament references angels over 160 times. They delivered instructions to Philip, to Cornelius, to Peter, and according to Scripture, their presence in the last days will be strongly manifested as prophesied in the book of Revelation. But perhaps... The greatest story of an angelic visitation was when the angel Gabriel came to a 15-year-old virgin girl named Mary. The Bible says that Mary accepted the word, and nine months later, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The book of Revelation states that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Jesus himself said in Matthew 5, Think not that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets, but I've come to fulfill them. Jesus came not only to fulfill the word of ancient prophecy, but he was the word of ancient prophecy, fulfilling over 300 prophecies throughout his life. He would come to us as a human, born of a virgin and a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and from the tribe of Judah. He would appear after the Babylonian captivity and the rebuilding of Jerusalem. He would be born in a town called Bethlehem and called out of Egypt, just as Joseph, his father, had taken him. Yet he would be a light unto the Gentiles in Galilee and be called a Nazarene. His ministry would be be preceded by a forerunner, John the Baptist, and that ministry would include teaching and parables confirmed by signs, wonders, and miracles. He would be humble and meek and ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. He'd be called the Son of God by those who followed Him, yet be rejected by those who mocked Him, and literally despised by those who opposed Him. Between His three-day trial, crucifixion, and resurrection, Jesus Christ of Nazareth fulfilled over 30 ancient prophecies. You know, the odds of one man fulfilling this is over one in a trillion. He would be silent before His accusers, and hated without a reason. He would be forsaken by His disciples and sold for 30 pieces of silver, and numbered with the transgressors. He'd be beaten, spat upon, and stripped of His clothing, while they cast lots for His garments. He would hang on a cross between two thieves, and yet not a bone of His body would be broken. He'd be buried in a rich man's tomb, and then fulfilled his own prophecy— when three days later he rose from the dead so that we might have eternal life and have it more abundantly. He also provided mankind a whole new communication system between God and man. We no longer need a prophet to hear God's voice. Jesus said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Whosoever hears my voice and opens the door to his heart, I will sup with him and he with me. Now, God still has prophets, but the good news is no man can stand between you and your personal relationship with God. Jesus now is our prophet and our high priest. If you call out directly to Him, He will answer back directly to you. Now, psychologists may refer to that as a conscience, but the prophets called it His still small voice. However, the fulfillment of ancient Bible prophecy is still not over. God's air force is still intact, and they're getting ready to fulfill last day prophecies that will come in rapid succession. And we in North America are about to be rudely awakened as we play a major role in Bible prophecy. We have a secular society who refuses to acknowledge that God exists, while at the same time they are fulfilling ancient prophecies exactly as God said they would. In a divided nation where the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing, God is still speaking through prophecy to those who have ears to hear. And he's about to raise up a shout against those who oppose his word and showcase to the world that there is no God like unto me, calling the end from the beginning and from the ancient of times the things that are not yet done. For I have spoken it, and I also will bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will also do it. Our production team at Prophecy USA have studied the past, but I guarantee you what has happened in the past will pale in the future for what God's Word says He will do. And I assure you that something very, very good is coming to North America for those who believe on His Word. So don't miss next week's teaching as we unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. My name is Rick Pearson, reminding you that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is alive and he's coming back much sooner than you may think. Shalom.
1: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth for he raises up kingdoms and he deposes kingdoms. But what about America? The most prolific nation in the history of mankind, the most productive nation to ever exist, the most powerful military that has ever been created with the most advanced technology known to man. Circling the globe, monitoring the airwaves, dominating the internet, not since man's first breath has any nation achieved such greatness. But is this lady of kingdoms in the Bible? Have past generations foretold of her existence? Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest study guide providing over 50 biblical references describing the past, the present, and the future of this great nation. Joining the dots that unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. To order your copy of the Prophecy USA study guide, call 1-888-306-1759 or go to prophecyusa.org. Call today.